Dear Mom and Dad, I've been living here in LA for three years trying to make it as a DJ slash small dog groomer, specializing in Chihuahua Yorkie mixes, and today I was finally offered my first interview ever. Well, aside from the interview for the internship at the video store. And they didn't say much, just tell me to rewind some DVDs and ask if I own my own broom. And the other interview I got turned out to be a bunch of guys asking if I manscaped. I said I wasn't interested in manual labor. They also asked me to take my shirt off. I don't even do that in the pool. This is an interview for my dream job. Well, my dream first job. To be the personal assistant to our favorite morning show host and 14th sexiest man alive, Bradley Cameron Lind. They want me to come in for an interview in two hours. They said it would be practical, very hands-on. Ooh, I wonder if I'll have to launder Bradley's unmentionables, or vacuum his tie collection, or pick just the right shirt to make his eyes pop. I'm going to take my rubber gloves so I'm prepared for anything. For now, Mom and Dad, I'm recording this for you to bottle my elation in case it turns to utter crushing disappointment. This type of opportunity is what I moved 3,000 miles away from my family for. And moments like these make me realize that while it's hard and I miss everyone and I'm way too ashamed to call Grandpa because he asks how many times I've met Marilyn Monroe and every time I think I have, it's an impersonator. It's worth it sometimes. Like the time I waited in a dumpster to see Whoopi. She threw out her foot cream. It was like sister act all over again. More later. Well, if Bradley doesn't take one look at me and decide my t-shirt choices are going to cause bad feng shui. I mean, they could. I do wear a lot of warm colors. Dear Mom and Dad, I think the interview went well. Bradley's a little difficult to read. At one point, he got a mid-sentence, sat in the corner covered his ears with his hands, and hummed what sounded like painted black by the stones. My heart skipped a beat, and acid pulled in my stomach. Timidly, I asked the second interviewer, Miss West, if that meant I'd offended him, and I should go. She said, no, he just does that when ghosts are trying to stop his kidneys from functioning. I'm not sure, but I think she might have rolled her eyes. When he was done humming, he finished the sentence as though nothing had happened. Ask me to make him an avocado mask and motion to the fridge. You know how everyone loves my guacamole. I made it just right, and even brought over a bowl of low-sodium chips. A good decision. After I applied the mask, he licked the spoon and used the chips to eat the guacamole off his eyelids. He said it was his favorite. He appreciated the cayenne pepper and lemon because it inflames his skin and prevents wrinkles. The next task was to speed assemble an Ikea lac while singing Farmer in the Dell. Nailed it. No pun intended. Assembling the lac actually does not involve any nails. I put together four of those to make a kitchen table in my apartment. When I finished, Bradley looked forlorn. I asked if it was my singing voice. He said, no. His original plan was for me to speed assemble a complicated coffee table, which he would put in his apartment. The producers had vetoed his plan because he was supposed to be on Letterman tonight, and they didn't want him getting sidetracked by furniture again and showing up late like he did with his court date. He also said it was good that I was tone deaf. Hiring someone who could sing would probably upset Dakota, who's having trouble getting her singing career off the ground. For the final task, Bradley said, pick an orange from this bowl and peel it as best you can. I sniffed subtly and picked the most fragrant one. I was nervous, but I kept my hands from shaking. I broke the skin with my thumbnail and peeled carefully managing to get the skin off in one intact piece. 
I even got that middle white pulpy section. Perfect, said Bradley. Taking both the peel and the orange. It took 15 minutes, but perfection takes time. Then, Bradley threw the fruit in the trash and said, The homeless will find it there. They can eat it. He proceeds to put the entire peel in his mouth and chew. He'd read in two men's magazines that orange and lemon peels aid in digestion. The citrus oils are more complete if the peel is in one piece. Use every part of the orange, he said. The white pulpy section is good for stopping up a nosebleed. He threw that part in the trash and said, The homeless can use that too. They get a lot of nosebleeds. Finally, he brought me over to meet his co-host and intellectual foil, Allison. God, I was so starstruck. She was every bit as inquisitive as she is in the show. She asked whether the interview had involved any heavy lifting, and if Bradley had asked any inappropriate questions. While Bradley's dressing room was full of broken toys, leather goods, and shredded designer clothing, her dressing room was filled with hundreds of perfectly pressed button-downs and slightly different shades of blue and pencil skirts in various hues and patterns. Her wall shelves were lined with neatly organized books, one shelf dedicated to various books on parenting, the other to rhetorical studies in the Celtic languages, in which, I assume, she holds her degree. Unless there's a degree in being a mom. She had to pick her kids up, or um, uh, watch her assistant pick her kids up, so she shook my hand and gave me her business card. It was surreal. It has her photo, and even her tagline. Allison Wyckoff, mother of three, and PhD. I asked if it would be out of line to request an autograph. She smiled and said, Oh yeah, I make a lot less than Bradley, so I had to charge for those. I handed over $35, this month's grocery money, out of fear and embarrassment, and she put it in her diaper bag. That business card now bears her signature. At the end of the interview, when he asked if there was anything else I'd like to share, I took a chance. I unbuttoned my shirt. After telling him it wasn't sexual, and assuring him that I'm not the celebrity flashing type, of course, and showed him my self-made, mad-for-bread t-shirts that I've worn for good luck. Mom, it was the one you and I bedazzled together. Remember? When Bradley and Allison were part of the Thanksgiving Day Parade, and we waited outside Times Square, even though it was 20 degrees to cheer for them. And do you know what he said? Mad-for-bread. I like that. If we hire you, we'll have to use that somehow. Why didn't I think of that myself? <sighs> I might be reading too much into this, but I think that smile meant that's the kind of sycophantism one can get on board with. I hope I showed just the right amount of celebrity worship, neither too much nor too little. You know, I can count on one other small advantage. Anyone young and desperate enough to take what they're offering probably spent too much time in school and not enough time at home watching morning talk shows. I'm so glad Michael got into such trouble in high school that Mom usually forgot to bring me to school. <laughs> Mom, whenever I saw you, toothpaste foaming in your mouth, in your robe, running liver through the front door, I knew I'd be able to watch TV and avoid schoolwork for at least half the day. For that, I thank you. Ms. West, she goes by Dakota actually asked if I wanted to come out with her for drinks at 7 tonight. She said, of course this isn't a date, and it's definitely not some kind of secret second interview. Bradley would be worried I was accidentally spending time with your evil twin. None of my friends want to go drinking on Wednesday night, so I've resorted to cavorting with the unemployed. I told her I was flattered that she wanted to spend time with me, and that I'd go. 
If Bradley believes in ubiquitous evil twins, so do I. And I see why he does. A lot of soap operas air after morning shows. Maybe we're all our own evil twins. I guess there's one more thing I should mention. Do you remember how at Christmas, Uncle Vin asked me to plug his auto body shop to any celebrities I met? I already met Larry the Cable Guy, at least I think it was him, at a gas station once, and gave him Uncle Vin's card. I felt like it would be in poor taste to do it here, since Bradley recently had his license revoked. I don't feel too guilty, I didn't think it would generate that much business, since it's kind of a location-specific sort of trade. Anyways, there's plenty of time to do that later, but I want to come clean about it. Well, now all we can do is sit and wait. Bradley said he'd send an owl to let me know. I'm sure there are plenty of other people who love Bradley just as much as I do, and who are more qualified for the job. I hope Bradley doesn't put us all in the room and make us fight to death. I am just so excited to have met him. The Fearsome Morning Podcast was recorded in front of a live studio cat who left halfway through. I'm not hurt anymore, Miffles. You can come back. This podcast was written by Sam Barbaro with contributions from Andrew Triska against his will. Joe is voiced by Thomas Joseph. Visit us on the Information Super Runway at fearsomemorning.com.